good. Any facts are good facts. Jeez, I said no. Please don't do that. Oh, please don't do that at all. Hello, welcome again Hi. to my home. Thank you for having me. <laughs> welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for bringing a jacket for Cheese to Scratch. Yes. She loves She's it. trying to get into the wardrobe now. How dare you? Don't. You little sneak. She loves trying to get in there. She loves trying to roll around in my clean clothes. And they're not even that clean because she's gotten in there before. <laughs> You're a pest. Oh, yeah. A beautiful pest, just like us. <laughs> uh, so? Yeah. Here we are. Here we are in my house. We're here, we're queer, we're full of shawarma. Um, shawarmier. Shawarmier. Just to rhyme. Yeah. Um, and grape crush. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Barbara, you were at work today. I was. I was. was fine. Yeah. I was not. I was at home today. Um, it was also fine. Somehow very tiring. Mm. I left, it's sometimes exhausting to be at home. I left the house for like an hour to get groceries, and I ended up going to like four different stores. Oh, Still, why? Well, I went to like Safeway first and didn't like their produce. I'm like, whatever, I'm going to go to Donald's anyway because it's on the way back. Uh, went there and still forgot to get, you know, like hummus, which was a thing that I would have put on my list had I made a list. And... Uh, just some veggies to go inside a sandwich because mm. I bought meat and cheese for a sandwich and bread. But it's like sometimes it's good to have just like a little bit of something resembling a vegetable. Yeah. Um, and then also I don't have hummus. So I'm like, well, then I, well they have to eat vegetables bare at work. <laughs> Naked vegetables? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I went to the cat store and got wet food because. Someone here loves wet food. Is it you? No, I hate it. <laughs> Is it Sophia? Yeah. <laughs> it's like my little gift to her for like being cool about recording here. Yeah. Give my roommate some wet cat food. You're right. I'm going to have to bring cookies or something next time we record here. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. And I also went to Shoppers and got chocolate bunnies, but. It's important. Yeah. I haven't eaten them yet, but I ate one recently, and I was like, delicious, and now I can't stop. Chocolate bunnies all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, high cheese. I went to TNT yesterday and got this little onigiri. Have you ever had them from TNT? I don't think so. What are they? Onigiri, like the rice balls with the seaweed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they package them so the seaweed isn't touching the rice, so it doesn't get all gross. Ah. So it's like really delightful to unwrap because you have to like undo it and then like pull it from the sides and then the seaweed stays in place and the rice just kind of falls into it oh that's cute so fun highly recommend yeah uh, okay i can see my neighbor from here just like the top of his head <laughs> his <doorway>. yeah <laughs> when i had my accidental nap on the couch right before you started coming over i started to hear like before the nap but as i was dosing off i could hear like a guy I could hear a guy talking, and I was like, that's so weird. I don't think that's on my 
show that I'm watching. So I like paused it and I could still hear them talking. And I look behind me. He needs to just see his door open. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, yeah. So it's you. So it's you. Go away, neighbor. He might have gone away. It looks like his light's off. Or maybe that's the other person's light. Anyway, my neighbor is kind of loud, but he's also very, very close to me. So it's hard to not be loud when you live six inches from my door. My neighbors are super close to me and they're not loud. Yeah, well, do they smoke in their door? (laughs) I can't get over, like, opening your door and standing there and smoking. Why don't you step two steps outside even? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, they don't have two steps. Like, the, the fence is so close. But, like, just... You know, go into your parking lot area like everyone else. What is the point of opening the door? You might as well just open the window and lean out of it. Yeah. Oh, why don't people do things the way we would? Yeah. If I were to smoke, I would just do it in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. I don't see any problem with that. Uh, <laughs> I forget what I was talking about earlier. Uh, just my day. Then I came home after getting stuff and did a bunch of chores and then uh, had a weird nap on the couch accidentally. So Sounds like a day. Yeah, I don't think it was a very long nap, but it's impossible to tell. You don't know what time you fell asleep? No, but it was sometime after I last like texted you. <laughs> but well, it couldn't have like... been that long then because I was texting you as it was done work almost. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the text before that was at, like, 4.30 or something. So I was like, it wasn't all that long for sure, but it was... (laughs) You weren't impressed by my chickens. I saw the chickens as I woke up, and I was... You resented them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) existing in your way. And also just being very confusing, (laughs) because I was like, I don't understand uh, what we were talking about that warrants a chicken picture, which... Had I been awake, I would have known that nothing ever makes sense. So just go with it. Yeah. But being there was a-, a bunch of chickens outside my bus stop, just sort of roaming around. And I took a beautiful photo of them with the sunlight on their face. That was outside your bus stop? Yeah. I thought you just found a photo of chickens and sent it to me. No. This is why I'm insulted that you didn't care about my chickens. They were well, just I'm sorry. My bus stop. I'll have another look at them after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like right on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. Um oh, you had you keep teasing me about a, something you want to talk about at the from I the shawarma want, I want place. to discuss with you why the hell everyone is so buff at that shawarma place. <laughs> also that one guy was like Super, super friendly with you. Yeah, I noticed that as well. But, like, I thought it was just him, and then, like, the other guy came out from the back, and he was super buff, and then a third guy came out who was also super buff. Why? I only saw the first two guys. I wasn't paying attention. I also was way more focused on the shawarma. It's <laughs> fair. And, like, the possibility of having a grape crush. I was struggling to focus on the food because I was like... I don't want to look you in the muscles and tell me to put put more hummus on that, please. <laughs> <laughs> look you in the muscles. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't tell you why they'd be so muscular. Maybe they have a gym in the back? Maybe. Yeah. It's a shawarma gym. Shawarma gym? You gotta lift the, the roast chicken thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes our arms so big. <laughs> yeah, I can't. 
I can't even remember them being that all that buff, but they were super buff. <laughs> I can't believe they were at an alarming level of buff. <laughs> I was just there being like shawarma, 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 <laughs> and you're like, what is with these <laughs> What's workers? What's going on here? Yeah. Are you guys superheroes? <laughs> <laughs> the shawarma tower, shawarma tower, like the Avengers tower. Yeah. yeah. I figured you were distracted by something because otherwise you would have left with me going, why was everyone so muscular? I'm upset. (laughs) (laughs) I've just decided to not look at people's (laughs) Try not to look at people uh, too much when I'm ordering food. I don't see muscles. (laughs) Um, The one thing that did bother me, and I did mention this to you, (laughs) was that they didn't have any tip option when you pay with a card. And I'm like, well, I don't carry around like a dollar or like some loose change and that's it. And then just pay with my card with everything just so I can tip. Like, just give me the option to give you more money. Yeah. Like, I get the shawarma burps now. I'm sorry. No, that's how we live our lives. I have a uh, pretty oniony breath for not very many onions on that shawarma. Well, that's how we do it. That's just our lives now. Yeah. Um, more of like a countdown to whether or not we get diarrhea. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you're listening to this, just please try to imagine a bunch of uh, shawarma burps and onion breaths just to get, like, the full effect. Yeah. But first, imagine three different very buff men yeah. behind a very small <laughs> counter serving a shawarma. Yes. Yeah. And, like, as soon as we got in, it got so busy. Like, yeah. uh, there was one person ahead of us, and then we came in, and then, like, four more people came in or something. And that's why all three of them had to be out at the same time. Bumping into each other. <laughs> Bumping muscles. <laughs> oh, why did we get so big? <laughs> we can't fit behind our counter. Anyway, shawarma. Shawarma. And we Hilarious. saw a good dog. Hmm? We saw a good dog. It was wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, and it had such a good wiggle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I pet a big floof. White fluffy dog, quite large, pointy triangle ears, big smile. Oh, you know the ones I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in Mr. Pets when I was getting uh, the royal cheese, her meat foam. Mm. And <laughs> it was so good. And it kept looking at me for treats and like putting its its head in my hand. And I was like, I don't have any, but I'm petting you. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, but then one of the workers there gave it a treat but made it like... <laughs> Uh, she made it like sit and then she was like okay and then shake and then it put both its paws up <laughs> I was like I just need the treat mm. very cute I love it yeah this was story the other day um, one of them was teaching the other how to get the dog to shake a paw and it just wouldn't like she'd walk over and show her how to do it and then the other woman would go up and like try and he was just not having any of it I don't respect you enough to shake your paw <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Last one wasn't great. Sorry, guys. I know the last one wasn't great. We're doing our best. It's a bit of a learning curve. And frankly, we're not that invested in learning. (laughs) As you can tell by my earlier. (laughs) Well, that worked. So that's the only thing I'll do from now on. (laughs) We're not doing this because we're interested in like sound engineering or... We just like hearing ourselves talk. Yeah. Yeah, no, we just, uh, we think we're funny. (laughs) We really think we're funny. Wes thinks we're funny sometimes, and that's what matters. (laughs) And I think our voices are somewhat soothing, so it's good for sleeping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And good for any cows out there who might be listening. Mm-hmm. Guernsey. Yeah. Get at us. <laughs> Send us some photos of your cows. Um, we're at I forgot movies, movies at, at gmail.com. At gmail.com or uh, I forgot podcast on Twitter. 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 That's the <laughs> Twitter for. All you, you naggy bitches. <laughs> Every so often I just like, uh, just fade into my old accent. <laughs> you guys have heard it. You've heard me try to pronounce car. <laughs> car? Oh, is that how you say it? Uh, I often will say like, oh, I left that in the cur. <laughs> I don't mean to. Hmm. Is I think what I'm getting at here. I thought you had trouble pronouncing ours as a kid. Uh, no, like, uh, THs and S's. Still uh, S's a little. Who am I thinking of? Someone had trouble pronouncing ours. Someone who can probably roll their R's now? I've never learned. Mm. Pathetic. Ha! <laughs> 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 Those are some good noises. Yeah. Those in the intro. Yeah, I do still have a tiny speech impediment, which nobody's ever noticed listening to my voice this long, so... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Had had people um, been talking to us, people who had listened, if they were writing in, they would just be like, "You guys sound amazing all the time," and I don't even notice you have a lisp. Yeah, and neither of you have vocal fry, and I find your voices really pleasant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and also you're hilarious. Yeah, well, that would probably they probably started off with first of all, you're hilarious, yeah. and second of all, you're really good at talking. Yeah, <laughs> like I know I've and done who's it. Who's your own. sound engineer? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, could we pay you just to be around? We just love that you exist. Here's money. Um, and yeah, that's what people would say. Yeah. Let's get in the movie. Okay, I also want to say I put some Cheerios out there for the squirrel, so I hope the squirrel likes it, and I hope the neighbor doesn't. My name is Barbara. And my name is Melissa. And you're listening to... I, I forgot. forgot. So what did you forget this week, Melissa? I forgot the movie Haunted Honeymoon. Mm. Uh, it was by Gene Wilder, for Gene Wilder, <laughs> starring Gene Wilder. And Dom DeLuise. And, and Dom DeLuise was in it. Yep. Uh, it was pretty good. And I took some, I hope, I hope good notes. Like, there were some moving parts in this, not as many as Clue, but I'm hoping to have <laughs> it, like, a little more together than the Clue episode. All right. Very spooky intro, scary music, goosebumps font. Wow. Yeah. And like a storm and uh just like just like you can tell. You can tell this is a horror movie. Very is it, scary. Is it outside the castle? There are some scenes outside the castle, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman screaming at window, she wants help. She's been stabbed. Oh, her wig falls off, and I guess maybe he's a man. Yeah. So um there's a woman screaming, she opens the window and she's yelling for help and then she falls forward and you can see a giant knife in her back. Oh my god. And she sort of like her wig falls off and then she lifts her head up and she's like, This isn't what it look like looks like. Or well then maybe it is, but not quite. I can hear that all the way over here, bud. I can hear it in my damn headphones. Cheese doesn't like uh, the door being closed, and Sophia is a person who doesn't want cat hair all over her stuff sometimes. Unreasonable. Uh, that's what Cheese thinks. So she says it's not what it looks like? Yeah, and it's like definitely supposed to be like 
you find out like a man was wearing a wig sort of thing <gasps> was dressed up like a an older woman. Okay. Someone grabs the wig and throws it away. So it's just like a hand grabs the wig and like tosses it away kind of angrily. Okay. And then a guy gets out of the car and kicks a dog. He will be the next to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't can't remember what guy it was, but yeah, he parks his car and the dog comes up to say hi and he sort of like he doesn't like you don't see him kick the dog, but it's like he does a motion to make you think that he's gonna kick this dog, but it's all also it's a very gentle like he moves his leg around the dog. Mm. <laughs> don't kick the dog. Yeah. Cut to a werewolf. Sorry. Cut to a werewolf. Yeah. Then there's just a werewolf. Ah. ah Cut to Jean and Gilda doing a radio play. Yeah, and then it's then you're just inside and they're doing a play and the play has werewolf themes in it. Ooh. Yeah. Meta. Yeah. Now the press is coming in to chat with them. They're stars. Yeah, so it turns out that they're uh they're well known radio actors and their show's like really uh um popular mm. and so it's like commercial break and essentially and they're like their producers or whatever it's like okay you can come in really quick and like talk to them but like you've got like five minutes or whatever um so they come in and they're asking them all these questions and it's all like uh it's mostly wedding related because it turns out that they're married and they're gonna get married or not married they're engaged they're gonna get married very soon mm. maybe even this weekend um they're engaged. The press are asking them questions about their engagement. Um, and then they get... There's some foreshadowing about possible problems with Jean's character. Yes. So the character that he's playing, um, they're ma- the producers or whatever are sort of worried about it. And, like, storm noises start up and he starts getting a little fidgety and, like, looking around-y. Mm. He gets the sound effects guy to swear to God that his tie is straight. Yeah. Oh, he might be afraid of storms. He is. We find out. <laughs> we find out later. Uh, oh, I, the sound effects guy in the radio station. I thought you meant yeah. the sound effects guy in the movie. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He asked him if his tie's straight, and he's like, yeah, your tie's straight. And then he's like, yeah, but like, is it? And he's like, yes. <laughs> Swear to God, my tie is straight. Now Gene is laughing and being giddy while delivering his lines, even though he's supposed to be dramatic. Yeah, and the producers don't care about that at all. They don't care for that at all. They're like, that's it, he's fired. And then someone's like, no, he shouldn't be fired. And then this mysterious guy barges in and he's like, I forget what he says, but essentially he's like, I can solve this. We have to scare him to death. Uh, He's untying his tie. He tied it back up. But now it's over his collar and not very good. (laughs) Yeah. He's obviously just being nervous and like, Doing stuff, so he unties his tie at one point, and like, yeah, just as you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, his engagement is making him goofy. It cracked his psyche, scared the fear out of him. They say, so that's they yeah. is the, the mysterious man, the mysterious man who turns out to be his uncle. Okay. Did you hear what the bug said to the windshield? That's me all over. Yeah. Is that just a joke that you threw in here in case? <laughs> Recounting got boring, or is that from the movie? (laughs) That's in the movie. Uh, So, um, I guess uh, Jean and Gilda are going to get married that weekend at their family estate, and all the family's coming. um, Jean's family estate. All the family's coming for this wedding, and they're going to stay the night with his like eccentric aunt and his cousins and his uncles. Mm. Um, I think that's it. And her, Um, and so they're driving there, and 
Gilda's trying to convince them that it's like, you know, it's fine. She tells this joke and she says, you know, next time that happens, I just want you to, you know, stop and breathe in and, uh, I forget, like, tell yourself it's not real or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> like, something very helpful. <laughs> uh, they're driving to the haunted mansion. His uncle's making them stay there to scare Jean to death. Mm-hmm. Now Jean's grandmother? Is talking to a lawyer or something about giving all her money to Jean. Yeah, so it's his great aunt, I found out. Um, eventually, it takes me a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's talking to a lawyer about changing her will. And she's like, yeah, the only one I trust is uh, Jean. They all have actual Sounds names. Like you shouldn't trust him. You can't even tie his tie right. <laughs> they all have actual names in the movie. But uh, I, st- I started calling them Jean and Gilda. And now I will continue. Why not? <laughs> Um, so yeah, she changes it and then it's like, once she's figures out who's causing the problems, she can change it back. But she's like, for now, if I die, I want all the money to go to him. Okay. <laughs> Gilda knocks on the door and it creaks open and an old butler is there. Yeah. And he's acting very scary for some reason, which is never explained. He's a mansion butler. Well, yeah, he's acting really weird. And then Jean comes up and he's like, oh, Fister, like, how are you? Like, I Isn't like Fester. I think it's Fister. He calls him Fister. Fister. <laughs> okay. Um, and he's like, uh, just chatting with him really jovially because he's like, you know, this guy used to like tuck me in at night and blah, blah, blah. And like tries to give him, like, be really friendly with him. And he's like, not having it, just like super stone faced. He's but, pissed because he's about to get really rich. Oh, maybe. He's yeah. about to inherit the butler. Yeah. You're my maybe. boss now. I don't respect you. <laughs> Good. He's a little frightening and they seem a little creeped out. Now there's a phantom knocking, and it's disturbing the lawyer and a lady I don't know yet. Is that still a great aunt, or...? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, the door knocker just knocks here and there, and, like, I think you usually see a hand, but it's, like, just weird. Is there a skeleton hand? No, it's a hand in a glove. The butler left all the windows open. Yeah, and so the maid is running around being, like... A oh, fister, why is all the why are all the windows open? Do I have to do everything here? She's quite the <laughs> she's quite cranky. Mm. Uh, they're married as well, and I guess there was a knocking, and he didn't hear it, so she's running to uh, to answer the door because she doesn't know where he is. Okay, so there's is anything going to come of the windows being left open? Or no, but I think it gets mentioned twice. Oh, huh. we don't really know why. Stranger at the door, and he his eyes are glowing. And now the maid is nice to him. Oh. Yeah, it's weird because he's, like, very intense. And she's like, who are you? And then his eyes get, like, you can't be here. This is for family only. And his eyes get all glowy. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Come right in. Come right in. Ah. Um, then you find out that he's married to one of the cousins. So that's why. And he's a vampire. Well, I thought he was a vampire, but it never really goes into that. He seems to have some kind of telekinesis. Yeah, something moved or something, and I was like, how'd this happen? <laughs> Vampire. Yeah. Vampires notoriously have telekinesis. Mm. That's how they fly. Mm. Now a couple of lovebirds show up. I guess Jean's cousin and his girlfriends. Yeah, they're just like kissing on the doorstep, and they're like, flirty, flirty, flirty. Um, <laughs> and uh, the guy makes a joke about... Um, how the maid used to always, like, give him a big kiss sort of thing. He's like, usually I can't keep her off of me. And, like, today she's just being weird and grumpy or whatever. 
So I don't know if she's actually like that and they're just teasing her or if, like, <laughs> she's just, like, grumpy now sort of thing. Mm, or the vampire. Yeah, got her. Yeah. The butler has Alzheimer's or was possessed earlier or something. He's nice now and remembers Jean. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, uh, Jean and Gilda are in the room and they're talking and uh, she's telling him, you know... Um, I'm just down the hall. If anything happens, you let me know. You're only going to have to do this thing for like 20 minutes or whatever. Because I guess he's going to go see his aunt. Mm. Um, She's like, you'll be fine. But if you need me, holler sort of thing. And so he's like, okay. And he goes and he like walks out, sees Fister. And Fister's like, oh, Jean, when did you get here? And like, I wish I'd known you were coming. I would have like greeted you myself. And Jean's just like, oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) he's like. I, I didn't think to, to, I didn't want to bother you or something like that. It was just like a weird, like, just disconnect where it's like, obviously he had helped them before. And now Jean is just like, oh, I'm not going to tell you that Jean, you did. take him to a hospital. Yeah. He's concussed. <laughs> uh, you also find out he has a big drinking problem. So I don't know if they were saying uh, that that is what was happening there, but. Another phantom knock. Yeah. This time it's a guy who wants to scare Jean to death. So it's not a phantom knock. Oh, yeah. So I call them phantom knocks um, just because they make them very spooky. I guess. A snake jumps out of Jean's underwear drawer. <laughs> this sounds yeah. like an episode of Bob's Burger. Because <laughs> it's Jean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a snake jumps out at him and he freaks out and goes and climbs up on top of a moose head or whatever, he screams, <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, Gilda and one of his uncles come, like, running to see what the matter is, mm-hmm. and so he, they come in, and he's like, you're in danger. <laughs> I just went over there, and there was a snake in there, and they're like, what? And the uncle's like, where was it? And he just, like, goes over to the door, and he's like, don't open it, you'll, like, die, I know my snakes, and he's like... <laughs> Opens it and brings out this like stuffed snake, like just like a just like a long tube. <laughs> He's is like, this, a, this it? part of the scare him to death plan? Did it look like a real snake in the first scene? It like when we see it, it's like yeah, it's supposed to okay. look like a real snake. Yeah. Um, I don't know, um, because as this movie goes on, you, you'll you'll see, but I don't know if it was actually a real snake that then got replaced, mm. or if Gene was just like freaking out. Gilda and someone go on t- to check on Jean's scream, and he's on a mounted moose head. Yeah. The werewolf is climbing the drain pipe. Yeah, it just cuts to a werewolf climbing the drain pipe. <laughs> okay. Um, I just want to backtrack because the, the image is so delightful. Do you see him jump up onto the moose head? No, no, no. You just see him on the moose head. Okay. It's still good, but I'm picturing, like, full... Yeah. We miss that Looney part. Tunes kind of... <laughs> yeah, we hear this... We see the snake, and then I think it cuts away. We hear him scream, scream, Gilda and the uncle come running in, and then he's on the moose head. Okay. All right. Uh, what the... Oh, did you want to... Um, I might just stick in one of these here. Uh, good fact, this film was rushed to completion and full of errors. One of the most agrarious being Larry's... Larry is Gene. Panic attacks. Wealthy people are immune to panic attacks because they don't have feelings. Mm-hmm. Egregious. What did I say? Aquarius. Aquarius? <laughs> One of the most Aquarius things he did. 
Uh. Uh, the woman lovebird is telling the guy to marry her or break up, and he's saying he needs more time, but it's very ominous. Yeah. Well, um, she's like, hey, you know, like, we should get married or we should just break up. Like, you've been essentially stringing me along. And he's like, well, I don't have a dime to my name. And she's like, well, I wouldn't care if you just had $100. And he's like, I don't even have $100. And she's like... Well, like... Deal's off, then. Yeah. Tell you later. Essentially, like, we've been... You gotta do something, guy. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, give me more time. And, like, um, he makes a comment and then, like, looks out the window and is, like, very, like, I've got a plan in motion. Ah. Uh, oh. 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 Oh, it's a mystery. Hey, just so you know, mm-hmm. that blue is so nice on you. Thank you. I like, I, just, I like I got distracted by how <laughs> radiant your skin and hair and eyes look right now because of that blue. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the last person comes, but the dog doesn't like her, but she seems pretty nice overall. It's yeah. The dog that's a dick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So, like, one of his cousins, uh, the one who married the creepy vampire from earlier, uh, shows up and she's trying to say hi to the dog. And she's being, like, really nice and being like, can I get a pet? Are you going to say hi? And the dog is sort of growling at her, and she does give it a little pet. But she's like, oh, that's so weird that he's not excited to see me sort of thing. And, like, then she goes off. Um, but a vampire, too. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's trying – I think this movie might be trying to say, like, any one of them could be the werewolf. <gasps> or that maybe there are vampires among us. Ooh, emotional vampires. Mm-hmm. Money so vampires. Jean <laughs> uh, knows the woman lovebird and she kisses him on the face but she's still in her sexy lingerie and then she has to make up an excuse when his fiance finds him hilarious yeah um, yeah I guess they used to date or something and so he's walking down the hall and she comes out for whatever reason and she goes oh Jean it's you and gives him like a big hug and like kisses him mm. and gives her lipstick all over <laughs> and uh and then I forget what the excuse was, but his uh, fiance comes out and they make a little like, oh, <laughs> this. I'm not shaming anyone, but it is pretty weird to kiss your ex in sexy lingerie. It, I agree with that. Uh, the way this happens is she comes out and he doesn't see her. She grabs on and she goes, Larry! And like, she's bigger than him and gives him a kiss. Ah, okay. But he doesn't do very much to stop it. Just to point that out i mean like whatever kiss each other on the face if you want yeah it's the yeah whatever we don't sex shame here um but i will say i think uh she goes back inside her room before the fiance comes and so jean goes and blames like says that the uh maid was the one who gave him a kiss she just got so excited to see me she gave me a big smack on the on the face sort of thing and that's what this is and uh, Gilda Radner's like, wow, that's uh, quite the color for her. And like, just <laughs> wiping it off her face. And then they see the maid and she has no lipstick on. So she's like, hmm. Hmm. And In also trouble. cranky. <laughs> There's a bit of a tiff between the two couples. Is that? Yeah. So uh, Jean and Gilda and then the lovebirds have a tiff because Jean and the girl lovebird used to date. Mm. And I guess the boy lovebird has always been jealous of Jean and thinks that he wants to get back together with her. And she's like, I have a fiance. I'm I love my fiance. I don't want this to happen. But um, then Gilda sees her lipstick and she's like, oh, that's quite the color you've got. What's it? 
called? And she's like, uh, I forget what she calls it. We'll just say it was uh, called passion fruit. And uh, Gilda goes, well, stop passion it around. <laughs> Gilda, <laughs> you, you minx. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to shaming just a little. The kissing is fine. The lingerie is fine. The lying to your fiancé is not. Why don't you just say, yeah. my ex got really excited and kissed me on the face? Um, yeah, I would agree with that. This is set in like the 50s or 40s or something. I don't know. Do you have a note? Do you have a fact here saying when it was set? No. <laughs> it seems like times were a different back then. Like they wouldn't even sleep in the same room sort of thing. Yeah. So. Great aunt. Dom DeLuise enters to tell them that the house is cursed. Mm-hmm. Okay. She announces at dinner that she knows one of them is a werewolf. Yeah, and is trying to kill her. I saw you climbing up the drain pipe, you fucking idiot. She accuses whoever of being evil and then says, let's have coffee and dessert in the music room. <laughs> yeah. So whoever, she's just like, somebody here is evil. I don't know. Yeah, she's like, one of you holds is a has a great evil inside you. And, like, it's essentially going to kill someone. Shall we have dessert and tea in the <laughs> in the party room? And just, like, walks off. Gene Wilder did make this. Uh, the werewolf is sneaking around in passageways. Yeah, you can see it, like, turn a faucet somewhere and open a wall and, like, crawl around. <laughs> music number. Gene Wilder did make this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So music number with Gilda and uh, the great aunt, so <laughs> Dom DeLuise and Gilda Radner yes. singing a song and dancing together. Okay. It was cute. Give us a taste. I do not remember it. Okay. <laughs> the telekinetic glowy guy is a magician and he's too intense. I have a fact about that. In there. Yeah. So Montego, the magnificent, isn't really magic. It's all magnets, you idiot. <laughs> Were you calling me an idiot? Yes. <laughs> you dumbass. You thought it was real magic. <laughs> He's not telekinetic. He has magnets. Yeah. <laughs> no. One of the family members isn't there yet, but apparently he likes to wear dresses and most of them don't seem to approve, so I don't blame him for not coming. Okay. Yeah, so apparently he likes to dress up specifically like their great aunt. And uh, uh, what was it? His dad. So one of the uncles is like, oh, I don't know where so-and-so is. He was supposed to be here already. And... uh yeah, the great aunt makes a comment about him wearing her dresses, and he's like, oh, you know, and going to Gilda, he's like, it's just a funny thing he does, you know, it's hilarious, he dresses up, he does a great impression of her, and the great aunt goes like, was it such a great impression when the police were dragging him out of the women's locker room at, like, I don't know, Bloomingdale's or something? And it was like, oh, this yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's like, I see why he's not here. Yeah. Like, um... But then you find out later that he was the person at the beginning who got stabbed. No! Aw. Yeah. This movie sucks. Yeah. The lights went out, and now they're very dramatically talking about going to bed. <laughs> dramatically. Yeah. It's like the lights go out, and first of all, the great aunt is like, I never trusted electricity. <laughs> it's the devil's work. And then they're all like, oh, I might go to bed. There's a big day tomorrow. Could you sleep so-and-so? Yes, I could sleep. Could you sleep, so-and-so? Yes, I could sleep. <laughs> it just goes, like, in a circle. Like, it's it's like the Waltons or whatever, but dumb. Hmm? Is it the Waltons? That old sitcom where, like, as the credits rolling, they're all just saying goodnight to each other. 
Well, I have no idea. Okay. Well, I don't really know either. I've just seen enough parodies of it. Gilda is so nice and supportive of Jean. Yeah, she's like... First of all, what makes me that makes me even angrier is that he lets this ex girlfriend like kiss him and like flirt with him and stuff because mm-hmm. I'm like she is so ni- like Gilda is so nice to you and so much like we're gonna get through this panic you're having it's fine Aww. like the other woman really keeps trying to sneak in and get Jean but Gilda scares her off good <laughs> yeah. So I guess I don't know if she like hears Jean like leaving Gilda's room to go to his own room and she like comes out to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> and like um I don't know starts like coming in for a kiss or something and then Gilda comes out of her room and just like goes oh wow I've just been trying to sleep for hours and she's still in like her party gown yeah. and just like have you been trying to sleep by just tossing and turning and like <laughs> um so the other woman is thirsty for Jean yes okay the werewolf who is sneaking around is just a man in a mask murdering people for money yeah Whoever hired him argued with him and then killed him. Yeah, it looked like you were disgusted to say that. I just did a little burp. (laughs) Yeah, um, you find out at that point that the werewolf killed the wrong person, and he's like, Well, I wouldn't have done it if, like, blah, 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 this whole thing wasn't happening. Like, why am I dressed up like a werewolf, essentially? (laughs) Like, this is. This is your little shtick. Like, we would be done if, yeah. if I wasn't trying to scare <laughs> someone. In, I'm beginning to think there may not actually be werewolves in this somehow. Yeah, it seems ridiculous, but I think... Absurd. Yeah, I think there were no were- werewolves in this whole Okay, well, movie. there's real werewolves in this. I saw that when I was looking at facts. I just didn't write it down. Oh. Um, it's just no magicians. Well, I know there's a werewolf at the very end. Um... But I don't know if there's a werewolf in the actual, like, storyline. Um, at least two in the cast. Okay. Don DeLuise is a werewolf. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, and then the person who plays... Is there a cop later on? Someone comes to the door later on. There's two cops, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of the cops is also a werewolf. It's weird. Um, I also want to say that the great aunt has always been afraid of werewolves. And says that one of them is cursed um, with werewolf blood because when... Uh, her brother, all of their like grandfather or whatever, was young. He was bitten on the neck by an animal, and he was a werewolf. So then one of them is also a werewolf. Is that? I don't think that's how werewolves work. Yeah, if you get bitten by a werewolf, you turn into a werewolf. That's the whole. That's the whole werewolf lore. I don't know enough about werewolves. Also, if you drink downstream from a werewolf. Oh, so werewolf is just kind of a a stand-in for contagious illness. Yeah. Okay. Like rabies or... Alright. Gilda does shadow puppet theater and her hand is Donald Duck, but someone sneaks up on her and asks her for help, but also tells her not to be frightened. This sounds like a dream that you had. (laughs) (laughs) Better than my floating head dream. (laughs) Yeah, she makes her hand talk like Donald Duck. No, like this. Um... It's very funny. Okay. So what, who sneaks up on her? Uh, you find out later that it's um, his uncle from before. Okay. The one who wants to scare him to death. Jean gets into bed and thinks Gilda is there because of what they were talking about earlier, but it's his dead cousin. Yeah. For some reason, they put his dead cousin. Someone put his dead cousin in his bed, and so he doesn't realize, and the lights are out, so he's like, oh, Gilda, you're here. I can't believe this. Um... 
I can't believe you're giving me this gift. I'll remember this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then he starts doing a Donald Duck voice. Why? <laughs> they have some weird, like, duck play thing going on okay. between them. Even though it's also made clear that they've never had sex or shared a bed. Yeah. But they definitely both get off on Donald Duck. Okay. <laughs> and then he's, like, touching um, his cousin's leg. He's like, you're ice cold. Like, what's happening? And then gets a better look. And he's like, oh, no. And he screams and he runs out into the hallway and finds um, Fister, I think. And then they come back. By the time they're back, someone's taken the body away. This feels so much like Clue. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot like Clue. There's another part in it that's a lot like Clue. (laughs) He's making duck noises and trying to seduce his bedmate. Yeah, a hand comes through the headboard with a knife, but Gene figures out it's his dead cousin and runs away. You skipped over that part. Wait, I forgot that. (laughs) So he's, like, trying to... um, figure out why Gilda's not into this and he's like what's wrong and like you see his head going up to like look right at her face and then he's finding out that it's not Gilda and there's just a hand coming out through a hole like by the headboard like a secret passageway with just like a knife and like then does a like stabbing motion but sorry everyone's going to be able to hear my chair moving because I'm like gesticulating so wildly (laughs) um yeah, so they do, like, a swiping motion with the knife trying to stab him, but he's already, like, screamed and run away. Okay. Doesn't see the knife at all. Just sees, <laughs> just sees the body and runs away. That's even... So he's not even in the room anymore while this hand is, like, blindly swiping? No, the hand did one stab while... Or one or two stabs while he was still in there, and then the hand hears him leave the room screaming. And, oh, that's like, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to get the butler, but when he's gone... Someone slides the body away. Someone is walking down the hall toward his bed, but he's not afraid because he thinks it's his imagination this time. So he is cured. Yeah. Um, I think you said hall. Is that what I wrote, though? Oh, walking down the wall. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's... That's so scary. After Fister comes in and is like, there's nobody in here, uh, Gene's like, okay, like, this was my imagination, so whatever. I've got to calm down. Get back into bed. I'm gonna go to sleep. Um, and then he looks up, and there's a person walking down the wall Ooh, from the ceiling. No. It's Jamiroquai, <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Um, and then the he's like, you know, this is just my imagination. This is nothing. I can oh, I can just like reach out and touch it, and it's not gonna be there, and I'm gonna be fine. And the person like bends towards him even more, and he's like, I'm gonna do it. And then Don't like, touch Jamiroquai. <laughs> I keep doing the motions. You guys aren't here to see me reaching towards things. Um, yeah, he reaches out and touches someone's face and squishes it for way too long. Hilarious. Until he's finally like, oh, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I think screams and runs again. Upsetting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes to leave his room, but when he opens the door, there's a brick wall. The piano starts to play by itself. A ghost calls to him from outside, hitting a lot of horror movie notes all at once. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Here's like a uh, Gilda's voice essentially and sees like a uh, floating like wedding dress calling his name. So. Oh, so he has wedding anxiety. That's what all this mm, is about. Could be. Now the door opens on its own and there's no brick wall. All the candles are lighting on their own down the hall. Ooh. Ooh. 
My statue arm moves. The ghost looks like Gilda in a wedding dress. He gets all wavy. Yeah, he goes outside and then it's sort of like, you know, like heat wave sort of thing where things like come it's in. It's like an out. actual special effect. Yeah. That's. <laughs> <laughs> was it fun to watch? <laughs> um, it was fine. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I understand what you're trying to do here. <laughs> He's outside trying to pick up a veil from the ground, and a hand comes out of the earth and tries to choke him. Yeah, and then he gets away and it tries to grab at him, but doesn't catch him. Marriage is dead. (laughs) So you know. Cops see a bunch of lightning coming from the house, so they go to investigate. Doesn't sound like cops. (laughs) They're like, everything else is quiet, but that house has a whole bunch of lightning around it. Let's go see what's happening there. He somehow makes his way to a weird cellar where the butler is drinking and finds his dead cousin again. This guy's everywhere. Yeah, he like falls down. I want I want to say it's a potato shoot, but I, I don't think that's right. Um, and into like a a big um, sort of tub thing mm. where you may store potatoes if that's who you are, uh, and like sort of lands on his cousin. Um, is there such a thing as potato shoot? <laughs> <laughs> why, why, would there be, why would there be a shoot specific to potatoes? I don't know. Do you mean like a dumb waiter or like a garbage shoot? Like a garbage shoot more, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of, it's like outside, it seems like more like going down a shed into like a cellar, into the wine cellar. Okay, where the potatoes go in the wine cellar. Well, if you're going to... Maybe the grapes go there. I don't know. <laughs> it's a grape shoot. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all a grape shoot. The butler thinks he did murder. He did the murder, and he's a werewolf. Gene knocks him out so he doesn't kill him. Yeah. So the butler's a big guy, and he's also very drunk. And he sees he may or may not have Alzheimer's. Yeah, and he sees uh, Gene and a dead body, and he's like, "It's been you. You're the werewolf." <laughs> and then he tries to attack him. And because he's a big guy, Gene struggles and ends up hitting him over the head with like a piece of wood or something. Mm. Cops come to bother him or something, and he tricks them into thinking it's only him, and they're a little starstruck and dumb, so they don't figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> also, so he knocks out the butler, um, and his the butler's legs are coming over the side of the big bin. And, Potato bin. Yeah. And uh, the cops are like, uh, stay where you are, don't get up. And he's like, what? And realizes that it sort of looks like he, like Gene looks like he's sitting because his waist is under, under where you can see it on the potato bin and the other guy's legs are <laughs> over it. So right. he's just pretending those are his legs <laughs> doing a little skit. <laughs> then the werewolf tries to stab him. So the cops just leave. Yeah, the cops uh, talk to him for a bit and he's like, no, I don't know. Oh, you heard screaming? That was just me rehearsing for my radio play. And they leave, and then the werewolf shows up and tries to, like, chases them around and tries to stab them. <laughs> They're fighting around wines. Oh, and I also want to say that at one point, Fister does wake up and see the werewolf chasing Gene. So he's like, I couldn't have been him. So then he decides he's going to go bury the body. And okay, he's going to hide the body so no one can find it so Gene doesn't get in trouble. What a leap. What a logical leap. Again, he's very drunk. Jean is trying to find Gilda now. The horny cousin is helping 
winch Gilda up to help spook the crazy out of Jean. Winch. So you said winch. Yeah, it is winch. Um, so a winch is like um, a pulley thing. Okay. So uh, she's like essentially on a pulley going over a tree. So she's like in a harness and flying. Fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, who's the horny cousin? That's a lovebird. Male lovebird. Okay. He finds a mask that looks like the guy who was walking on the wall. Yeah, Jean's Ooh. running through and like seeing stuff like, yeah, the mask. And he's like, wait a second. And then he goes outside and he starts exploring and he sees where like, the hand is buried and like it's just animatronic. Mm. And uh, forget what else happened, but he sees all these things. Finds a fake hand in the dirt pile and a noise machine. Scary. Yeah, it makes like thunder, thunder noises and then he finds like a lightning machine and he's like, oh, those are things that scare me. <laughs> Cops are still here and bumbling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they come. Eugene and Fister hear them coming. And they're trying to figure out what's happening over there. Um, and at this point, they have found another body. And that is of the original werewolf who was the assassin. And so Fister and Jean are like, what are we going to do here? And so what they do is, and you'll you'll remember this plot point from Clue. Uh, Jean starts uh, dancing with his dead cousin. Uh, so oh, excellent. Yeah. Yes. And Fister is playing, I want to say the accordion, but I'm not totally sure. Uh, and has the, the dead wolf man fellow leaning on his shoulder as if they're like serenading, mm. uh, Gene while he's dancing with what he's saying is his fiance. <laughs> and the, one of the cops asks him for an autograph and he's like, Oh, uh, sure, sure. Like, the cop is like, oh, if it's not imposing too much, could I get an autograph? Like, he's super (laughs) sweet about it. Like, I don't want to disturb you. You're obviously dancing with your lady love here. (laughs) And then they leave, and the one cop's very happy. (laughs) That's still very rude to interrupt someone dancing for an autograph. Yeah. um, Especially if they're trying to hide something. Yeah. Especially if you're a cop. Uh, You Mm -hmm. don't get autographs from anyone. Mm Mm-hmm. They pull a weekend at Bernie's. I assume that's what that is. The yeah. werewolf is back, and he hit the butler, and then Gene, with a shovel. Yeah. Then he buries Gene alive. If you're a werewolf, what do you got to wh- Oh, right. He's a murderer in a werewolf mask. Yeah. Yeah. Knocked them out, and then rolled Gene into a casket and started to bury it. Mm-hmm. Someone's cutting the phone line. Mm-hmm. The dog gets loose. Yeah, the dog pulls his way loose and runs out there to see what's happening, and at this point... At this point, the rest of the family is out there, and the great aunt is like, I knew it. There's a werewolf. <laughs> Look what they've done to Fister. Where's Jean? And um, uh, the rest of the family's like, well, let's spread out and find them, because they see two dead bodies there. So mm-hmm. they're like, well, they find two bed- dead bodies at one point, but they're like, we got to find Jean. So there's like splitting up to go look, and uh, the great aunt is going to stay with Fister, who is been knocked unconscious and she's like i'll watch after him you guys all please go look um gilda is gonna go inside and call the cops and the horny brother is like well i'll uh oh no uh the great aunt is like i'll watch fister why don't you go make sure gilda's all right Mm. like you know safety in numbers sort of thing okay i love eccentric aunts yeah um eventually the the dog starts digging and the aunt is like oh I'd better also start digging there. And they find Gene in his casket. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a fun fact about the eccentric aunt. Uh, all right. Uh, Dom DeLuise's character, Aunt Kate, was based on the drag performer Divine, and her two pet eels were based on Melissa and Barbara. Mm-hmm. That's us. That's us. That's us. A flashback. Jean's mom was killed by lightning on her wedding day. Mm-hmm. What a terrible thing to do to him, then. Yeah. Just force exposure therapy on him. Yeah. Um, so it's like she straightens her tie, his tie, and she's like, just make sure, like... Make sure it's straight for the day, okay? Like, uh, do this one thing for me. And then um, she's like, are you afraid of the storm? Don't be afraid of the storm. I can't hurt anybody. And then she goes to get married and lightning comes through the window and strikes her and kills her. Um, This movie got really sad all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd, but it's still very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> the dog is digging out Jean. The ant helps. Yeah. Horny brother takes Gilda inside and goes to call the police, and then Gilda notices the phone line is cut, but he's acting like he's talking to someone. (gasps) Yeah. I never trusted the horny brother. And she pretends she didn't notice, and then he's like, he goes like, oh, what's wrong? And she's like, oh, it's just all, it's it's just all so scary. He's like, oh, yeah, and he goes to pick something up off the floor, Mm. um, because when he's, like, having this argument with the police, he knocks stuff down, and she tries to pick it all up, but I guess she missed something. Mm. And then as he picks it up, he notices that he can see that the phone line is cut. Ah. Then he notices, obviously, the phone line is cut. And pulls out his leather gloves. These are my killing women gloves. (laughs) Gilda punched him in the face, and then Gene shows up and kicks his ass. Yeah, they actually have a much longer fight where Gene's not necessarily winning the whole time. Does one of them have a giant glove and the other has a giant boot? No. Okay, waste. (laughs) (laughs) Horny guy overtakes him, but then the ant shot him, and it wrecked her treasured rare vase. Yeah. Um, no, you've got a lovely face. <laughs> uh, Fister mentions at the beginning when they're, he's taking them up the stairs, he's like, careful of that vase. It's uh, very expensive. There's only three of its kind. And then she shoots him and he goes out the window and takes the vase, like falls what out the window. Dick. Grabs the, I don't, he knocks into the vase anyway and breaks it too. And she's like, oh, my vase, there's only three in the world. And Fister goes, two. <laughs> <laughs> you brat, I love it. <laughs> Then they go to get married, but before they can kiss, the aunt stops them to give a speech. But then it turns out the whole thing was a radio show. Yeah. So she starts uh, giving a speech, and then it gets a little weird, and it pans out, and it's just them doing a radio play again. Oh, so the, there's still three of those bosses. Yeah. Okay. Well, as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's a werewolf again. Yeah, and then it goes back to... Um, the media's interviewing them about uh, getting married and they're talking about that and then they drive off and then a werewolf comes behind them, like, watch them <laughs> drive, off, drive off and then turns towards the camera and it's just werewolf <laughs> face. <laughs> okay. Well, I can see why this was critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, I will pop in this one more fact that you put hidden here, which is very interesting. Uh, Gilda Radner and Gene Wilder solved murders together in real life. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah. Conclusions? Um, I liked it. It does have an element in it that I hate, which is mm-hmm. like, hey, guess what? That wasn't the actual story we were telling. <laughs> um, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. Uh, I thought you meant the other element that we hate, which uh, is the transphobia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also hate that part. Yeah. Um, this movie was made in, like, the 80s, so 
while I still hate it and they could have done better, I'm like, I understand that... I saw Ace Ventura. I know what people were doing. (laughs) Yeah. I understand that for some reason this was very funny to all of you. (laughs) But yeah, uh, overall pretty pretty funny. Hmm. Good. Pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, how did you like it? Uh, It was pretty good. I also don't care for movies that end with... Um, endings are hard, so never mind. Yeah. Well, it was funny because, like, it was a fight, and then it immediately switched to, like, the wedding after, like, she shot him. Yeah. And then it was like, and now a speech, and now it's, no, <laughs> just kidding. It ran out of time. Yeah. Could have done better on that ending. Mm. But you didn't. Was Don Deleuze's character fun? Because that sounds like, <laughs> if I gotta watch someone in drag, I want it to be him. I found her very fun because she was very, like, scared of technology and, like, very eccentric. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was my cup of tea. Well, that's a movie that you watched mm-hmm. that I feel like I've watched now. And hopefully, so do all of you. Yeah. I just hope that if anyone has to do a book, well, not a book report, uh, like, write some weird paragraph about a movie that was made in the 80s or before, they can listen to this podcast and they can cheat. Yeah. That is our one goal. Listening to this podcast is objectively more pleasurable than watching most movies. Well, especially because, like, the movie portion of our podcast is usually only about 45 minutes. Yeah. Half as long as most movies. And the rest of it, you can hear us talking about our dreams and buff service workers. (laughs) Yeah. And dogs. Yeah. A lot of dog talk. I thought I saw something uh, moving outside, but it was just you in the window. (laughs) (laughs) Should we do a wine and a grape? I think we probably should. Do you have any? (laughs) We do this every week, and yet I never prepare. No, me neither. What's a good thing that happened? Oh, um, one of uh, the underglazes I got... I did a test on it. It turned out really well. It's a really nice bright green, and I'm very excited to use it. Yay! Yeah. Okay. My grape um, is that I keep getting, and I've, I think I already complained about this, but I'm doing it again. I keep getting, like, six days on, one day off, four days on, one day off, and um, I miss having a weekend. Yeah, having two days off is... Um, I feel like it should be necessary for every job, two days in a row. Yeah. Um, that is my platform for running for prime minister in the next election, which will hopefully be in about six months. You've got my vote. Thank you. Um, or premiere. We could do, probably both would be good. Yeah. Get a new premiere and get a new One of uh, us can prime be premiere and one of us can be prime minister. Yeah. And then... We'll just, we'll turn into a politics podcast. <laughs> We're already a politics we'll podcast. We'll turn into a state propaganda podcast. <laughs> we'll turn into a politics pro- podcast. It's just like every week we do a podcast about our new, uh, our new policy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I bet people would write us on tr- Twitter. Free jelly beans for everyone. <laughs> Except for those who do not eat gelatin. Vegan jelly beans for you. Yeah. The other day... I was running for the bus, and the bus driver saw me running, but he'd already pulled away from the stop, and I was still, like, up the street, so he just pulled over to the side of the street and let me on. Uh, and it was very nice, and the sun was coming out at the same time, and it just, it, it was a very good morning. Yeah. You didn't say it on the podcast. You put it on Twitter, though. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. I got a lot of grapes, but I'm not sure if I have any that are like standout-ish. Um, I was working, working, well, it's kind of work, um, at the, uh, at the occupation of Melanie Mark's office. I was one of the witnesses outside and I was holding up a sign, uh, for cars as they went by so they could honk and show their support. And okay, first of all, I saw at least 20 Teslas, none of them honked to show their support, but one guy did roll his window down and give us the finger and start yelling at us. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all Tesla owners are bad people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teslas are bad. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, in general, if you can afford a car, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> if you can afford a car, especially if you can afford a Tesla. Yeah. And you get a Tesla. Yeah. Um, also, I've never seen two people in a Tesla. How much are you doing for the environment? It's just <laughs> one of you in there. Yeah, fucking carpool. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of which, there's still plenty of actions going on. We'll put a link in to Houston Camp in the description. Yeah. Feel free to give freely. Um, also, CBC interviewed me, and I hope it doesn't go to air, but if you see me, I, yeah, you, know, you know, I'm not usually more articulate than that. Mm. Yeah, I don't, every time media comes to talk to me at protests and stuff, I'm like, the organizers are over there. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't talk to me. Uh, like, in which I would normally do, in which in my head I've always been, but there were no organizers outside this time. Yeah. All the organizers were inside. And he made, I don't understand why he made a beeline for me, but. Because you're pretty and white. Yeah, but there were so there were a lot of pretty white people outside. Okay, but yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't go on because I'm like, oh, I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about when really I'm trying to be like, half of those questions are answered if you read the statement that they've left on the door. Yeah, like <laughs> that's not something for me to for me to answer because they kept asking why I was there, and I'm like, I'm here in support of the people inside. Um, they're you know doing this, and I'm here essentially to say you're doing it you're doing a good thing and just in case the cops come so i can make sure they're not uh mm. they're not wrapped up sort of thing um he's like and what do they want inside and i was like i feel like you fucking just... meeting you know that <laughs> yeah i feel like you just talked to them but they want to talk to melanie mark yeah and uh it's her job to talk to them so <laughs> maybe she could show up and she did spoiler mm. um Hopefully you've all been keeping track. Uh, but yeah. Ta-da. Yeah, don't talk to the media. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to cops. Don't talk to the media. Especially, well, I guess CBC isn't the worst. It's no global news, mm-hmm. but uh, Global was the first one to show up. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's something. Yeah. News 11.30 went by at one point. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, you guys can keep going. <laughs> I know who you are. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of people out there for a very um, sneak attack. Not sneak attack. That sounds a little weird. But um, it my wasn't. My ears were ringing. Sorry? My ears were ringing. I thought it was oh. the headphones. Don't worry about it. I wonder if you guys heard my tummy do a weird rumble there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of people showed up for something that was not announced until it yeah. happened. And uh, most people were in support. 
you got a few people giving us the finger, but that was mostly just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love when, like, individuals show up to these huge protests. Yeah. And, like, what do you... We're all going to laugh at you. Like, yeah. what do you think you're doing? Yeah. Well, especially because it's, like, all our signs said, essentially, like, um, honk if you support Wet'suwet'en. Wet'suwet'en. Did I say Wet'suwet'en, that? yeah. Yeah, I was like, did I forget a the consonant somewhere um or like reconciliation is dead mm. and people were giving us the finger and it's like um i don't think you quite know what the signs say do you <laughs> and like and it is hard because like a lot of people there are anti-pipeline so when you start saying like when people start being like pipelines are fine actually obviously they're going to argue but it's like look we're not we don't agree with this pipeline but mostly we're here because we don't agree with where it's going and the fact that people are getting forcibly removed from their own land to put it down. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, I am sure everyone here is also anti-pipeline in general, (laughs) but right now we're saying Canada can't invade other places, (laughs) other nations. Anyway, and that's our message. If there's one thing you get from this episode, um, please let it be that Canada should not be invading other nations or itself just get rid of every police yeah yeah abolish the police bye